Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This episode of Empowered Radio is brought to you by Spring. Spring is a platform that I use to run all of my programs and is perfect for any coach looking to have their own fitness app. Use code EMMA250 for $250 off your own app or schedule a demo with their team at springapp.com. That's S-P-R-N-G-A-P-P.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back. And today we are going to talk about 10 things that I wish I knew when I started counting macros. So um, some of them are a little more specific and then some are kind of broad, but it's just 10 things that I, when I started thinking about, you know, what were things now that I wish I knew then? So um, jotted those down so that I could talk about those with you guys today. So hopefully that's helpful. But before we dive into that, we are going to um, read the review of the week, and then I'm going to talk really quickly about the January shred. So the review of the week comes from Canon Boom. Um, She said, this was an episode that I was meant to hear as I've been struggling with what to do now that I can't go to the gym anymore. The weights I have are becoming too light, and it was good to hear what options I have rather than just to keep adding additional weight. Thanks, Em. So if you will email me at macroswithm at yahoo.com with your shirt size and address, we will get you a shirt sent out. And um, now I wanted to talk real quick about the shred with you guys. So January shred is going to open this Friday and um, I am extending the enrollment period just a little bit longer, and I'm doing something really fun and cool the first three days that it is open for enrollment. Um, I'm going to be doing three giveaways each day for anyone who signs up for the shred. So um, the reason I'm doing this is because I know most people, and I am one of most people who uh, usually wait to the last minute to to do anything. And it's totally fine. But when there's only one of me and there are hundreds of you guys that sign up for the program and wait to the last minute to join and then send in your questionnaire where there is customization with the macros, it does put a um, really big stressor on me trying to make sure that I get everyone's programs to them before the session starts. So I thought, well, let's do something really fun the first three days, do some giveaways. Um, Like I said, I'll be doing three each day for anyone who enrolls that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And um, there'll be gift cards, supplements, different things. And I'll announce that and how to participate and all of that good stuff on social media. But I did want to let you guys know that that will open this Friday at 8 a.m. And from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, We'll be doing three giveaways each day for those of you that enroll in the shred. So stay tuned for that. Now on to today's episode where we're going to talk about um, 10 things that I wish that I knew when I first started counting macros. And I'm going to elaborate again on some of these a little more and then some are going to be very self-explanatory. 
Um, and they're not really in any particular order. Again, these are things that I was just thinking about and jotted down that I thought might be helpful for really anyone that's counting now. Um, and especially for people that are just starting, because hopefully this will help you avoid some of the things that I didn't know and mistakes that I made when I first started. So the first one is um, that it's far more flexible than I realized. So when I first started counting, I thought that it had to be, and I was like OCD with it. I remember my coach was like, you are literally like on the money. I mean, I, I was, it was very rare if I let anything go within just a couple of grams each way. Um, I almost was neurotic about it, which can happen. And this is why I want to make sure that I cover this one, but, um, it's, it's far more flexible than we realize. And you can really let carbs and fat kind of fall where they fall and um, focus on protein and overall calories and still see amazing results. You don't have to get so OCD with the numbers. I know a lot of people have a hard time um, when they first start tracking because they feel like it's very black and white and they have to hit the numbers exactly or they won't see results and they'll either um, give up far too early because they're not hitting everything exactly or there'll be somebody who is so like I did and um, get so like OCD about it that you spend far too much time playing the macro Tetris, trying to make sure that everything lines up perfect and that you are spot on or just like one or two grams off on each macro. And it doesn't have to be that way. So give yourself some flexibility, um, focus on protein, focus on overall calories and let your carbs and fat kind of fall where they fall. Even if it changes from day to day, you're still going to see amazing results that way. Um, the next one I have on here is focusing on averages for the week and even the month, not just daily. So this kind of ties into calorie cycling. Um, and I know I've talked about this a couple of times and I can link in the show notes uh, a YouTube video I have on calorie cycling. But um, I see people get caught up in rest day macros needing to be um, less than their workout days and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. So really, again, you have an allotment of calories for the week. However you spend those day to day is however you choose to spend them. And as long as you're coming in within that weekly total, you're totally fine. You don't have to. Um, so that means if you have, you know, a couple days through the week that you eat a little more and then the rest of the week you eat a little bit less, as long as it's not hindering your performance in the gym or, um, causing you to want to overeat because you're eating so minimally on some days so you can bank calories for another, it's totally fine to let your intake, you know, sway from day to day. Again, make sure that you're getting adequate protein in each day, as long as you're not going over that calorie budget for the week. So again, it, it's far more um, flexible than we're giving it credit for. Just know that you can focus on your averages for the week and even the month. And again, still see amazing results and not have to feel like you have to hit the exact same total every day. The next one is a big one. And um, and it's funny because I was guilty of this for a long time and not understanding why um, my results weren't what I thought they should be. Um, but it's that cheat meals or untracked meals still count. So even if you're not logging it in your MyFitnessPal, 
if you're eating it, it still counts towards your average for the week. So I know I did um, a podcast on this and it was one of the first few that I did, maybe the second or third podcast that I did. Um, But it was the top five nutrition mistakes that I see. And this was the biggest one. It's that people think that they're eating, you know, 12, 13, 1400 calories a day, but then they're having cheat meals on the weekend, which can be upwards of like three or 4,000 calories. And they're not factoring that into their total. So their weekly average is far higher than they think, but they, but they're not thinking that they're eating that because they're not logging it. So Again, know that if you're having cheat meals, untracked meals, untracked, you know, bites, licks, and taste, all of those things, your body is still tracking it regardless of if you're putting it in my fitness pal. So it's still counting towards your weekly average. And if you're not seeing the results that you want, get really honest with yourself and see if you're doing this because I will say nine out of 10 people that I work with, this is their issue. Um, so that one's a big one. This next one is um, that food quality matters. So yes, while flexible dieting and if it fits your macros is wonderful because you are able to um, fit in the fun treats. And I know if you guys follow me on social media, you will see that I love sweets. I always fit in fun treats, um, fun foods, but I do make sure that the majority of my diet is clean, whole foods that have either... um, grown from the earth or walked on the earth at some point. So lots of lean meat, lots of, you know, veggies and fruit. um, But I do still factor in those fun foods. And the reason that I say um, food quality matters is because there are a couple things. So you can still um, lose weight and be in a calorie deficit and eat Pop-Tarts all day long. Um, so I'm sure a lot of you have probably seen, I think it was the Twinkie diet or, and there's the McDonald's dude that ate McDonald's every day for however long and lost weight. Um, again, because they're in calorie deficits, even though they're eating complete garbage, (laughs) they are still in a calorie deficit. So they're able to lose weight. Um, so again, when I talk about, you know, food quality mattering, you can eat junk and be in a calorie deficit But at some point, you with eating that way, you're either going to get overly hungry because you're not eating enough protein, enough fiber, um, enough volume of food, and you're eating very calorie-dense foods that aren't very filling. So you're going to get to a point, if you're doing that, that you get overly hungry and you either overeat, um, so then it's going to set you back. And not only that, but the food quality in terms of how you feel is huge. So I eat food that makes me feel good, that um, I digest well, that I, you know, if I'm going to eat before and after the gym, that it makes me, you know, feel good before a workout. I I feel good and recovered after a workout, Um, things that sit well with my stomach and food that I enjoy the way it tastes. So again, food quality is huge. Yes, you can eat, um, you know, like I said, garbage food. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying pop tarts are garbage food. Like I eat, I eat a little bit of everything. I believe everything in moderation is perfectly fine. I'm just saying if your whole diet is made up of something like that, um, and you're not getting in 
nutrients and vitamins and fiber. Um, at some point, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to feel like shit. And more than likely, you're going to end up overeating because you are not eating enough to keep your satiety in a good place. Okay, the next one is... Um, that, and this is hilarious, and I know I've talked about this before, but um, I still get this question a lot. So when people will say, is it okay if I don't hit my macros, um, but I'm hitting my calories, or if I hit my macros, but I'm going over my calories, or you know, vice versa. So knowing that your calories are made up of your macros. So you know, whatever your macros are, all of those total up to equal your calories. So essentially, if you're hitting your macros, you're going to be hitting your calories and vice versa. Um, and the other thing with that is that when you lose weight, when you gain weight, your macros are going to change. Your calorie needs are going to change. They're also going to change depending on what phase you're in. So if you're in a dieting phase, you're obviously going to be in a calorie deficit and eating below what your body needs to maintain weight. Um, if you're in a bulking phase, you're going to be eating above what your body needs to maintain weight. And if you are in a maintenance phase, you're going to be eating at an amount that your body needs to maintain weight. So again, you're looking at different calorie intakes for all of those. So with dieting, as you lose weight, your calories are going to decrease because your body's smaller and it needs less calories. So I know some people think they get a set of macros and that's what they live on, you know, for forever. And they just died on those the whole time. Um, I know when I first started counting macros, I didn't realize that they would be, you know, dropping as I lost weight. I also didn't realize that when my uh, macros changed, that my calories decreased. So um, that one was a huge one for me when I finally realized like, oh, these add up to equal my calories. It's It all correlates. So um, again, just knowing that you're not going to have one set of macros that are going to last you, you know, for your entire life or, or whatever. Even as we age, um, our bodies need fewer calories and um, things like muscle tissue and the amount of muscle you have will also change that. So lots of different factors going into the amount of food that you can eat. But just know that you're not going to have one set of macros that'll last you for forever. Um, they're ever changing with your body size, your age, your activity level, um, and what phase you're in in terms of dieting, not dieting. Uh, the next one here is that accuracy matters. So um, eyeballing, especially if you're new to tracking macros, I would not recommend because you are not... I'm doing the air quotes here, seasoned enough um, in tracking your food to really know what a portion size looks like. Um, measuring cups are often, or measuring spoons are often um, more than when you actually weigh the item. So if you got out like two tablespoons of peanut butter and you actually weighed out a serving of peanut butter, the weighed out serving of peanut butter will look like less than the tablespoons of peanut butter. So um, that one's huge. Um, things like logging, you know, if you're eating fruit, like logging a medium banana versus actually weighing the banana, um, those will cause discrepancies. So things like that. I, um, when I first started logging food, I didn't have, I don't even know if I had a food scale when I very first started. I think I did everything in measuring cups and measuring spoons until I got a food scale. Makes a huge difference. If you don't have one, invest in one. They're like 10, 12 bucks. Um, but yeah, so accuracy matters. 
Um, that one's huge in terms of your logging and um, recording your food in my fitness pal and seeing results. Uh, this next one ties into that as well. And it's that um, there's a big difference in raw versus cooked when we're talking about, about meat, vegetables, whatever, but especially meat. So um, I know this one gets so many people confused, but um, when you think about it, if you've got four ounces of chicken and it's raw and you weigh it, it's four ounces and then you cook it, that chicken has lost moisture. So if you weigh it after it's cooked, it's going to weigh less because it's shrunk and lost moisture. Um, and so the actual like amount of meat is the exact same. And the nutrient value isn't going to change from the four ounces of raw chicken to the, the you know, cooked version of that, which probably will weigh around three ounces or so. Um, so the nutrients are the same, but where people go wrong is they will um, weigh a piece of meat after it's cooked. And so if they took and, you know, weighed their chicken after it was cooked and said, oh, this is four ounces raw and logged it as four ounces of raw meat, they're actually eating probably about five, maybe five and a half um, ounces of raw chicken, which, you know, if you're doing this several times a day, we're talking it can add up to a couple hundred calories a day if you're logging that incorrectly. So I know I was guilty of that when I first started tracking. Um, even I was probably, I don't know, a good year into tracking before I even realized it. Um, and one of my my coach at the time brought it to my attention and I was like, okay, holy shit, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. <laughs> and so then it's like you freak out, but it's no big deal. Um, just if you know that you're somebody who has been doing that, um, it's a, it, it's an easy fix. And I recommend to, um, if you're able to weigh it raw and log it raw, I recommend doing that. Um, if you're cooking in bulk, um, there's a little like you can account for 25% moisture loss as a good estimate. Um, and I do have a MyFitnessPal tracking guide that I can link in the show notes. I've linked it before for you guys that goes over... Um, weighing and measuring raw versus cooked. So I'll link that for you guys um, as well. The next one is that, um, and this one is huge still, you know, to this day for me, and this is why counting macros is so sustainable for myself and many others, but it's that you can pretty much make any of your favorite foods um, while you're, you know, dieting and counting macros with just some simple swaps. So it might be that you're making um, a big burger at home and instead of using 80-20 beef, you now use 96-4, things like that. So lower calorie versions, you know, lower fat, fat fat-free to cut calories down. And um, but there are tons of recipes and different ways of making your favorite foods from burgers to pizzas to tacos to sweet treats. just tons of different things, just getting creative. And um, Pinterest is a good source. Uh, obviously, Instagram has tons of people that you can follow that post nothing but, uh, you know, lower calorie and healthier recipes. So, but that one um, is huge for most people. It's just knowing that you can still eat the food that you love while you're dieting. And um, it's just a few simple swaps to make, you know, it fit your macros. Um, This next one is that macro counting is the means to an end. So 
to get to a goal, basically, um, that you shouldn't plan on counting for your entire life. And um, I get this question a lot. And I know when I first started, I when I started counting and seeing great results and um, I was competing at the time and I'm like, man, I can't believe that I never did this before. You know, I'll do this forever. And then it's like, but wait a second. So I'm going to have to like weigh and log and track and measure and, you know, all my food every day till I die. And it's not. If you think about it, macro counting should be a really good tool and um, something that you learn in terms of teaching you the fundamentals of nutrition, what a balanced meal looks like, what an appropriate serving size is, um, knowing what fuels your body best if you are somebody who prefers you know, carbohydrates, or maybe you're somebody who prefers fats and it's, you won't know those things until you actually track your food. Um, but knowing that this isn't something that you should think like, okay, now that I have done this, I have to do this for forever. It's not. So I have many clients that we go through a dieting phase, then we'll reverse diet. And as we're reverse dieting, we will, um, work on intuitive eating. So what that looks like for them, it might be um, having an untracked meal once a week. Um, We may graduate up to an untracked day, just several um, different options in terms of, you know, giving more flexibility, but also a little more freedom with your food choices and not feeling like you're um, constantly tracking everything. But once you get to that point where you, you know, are having those untracked meals or days and you get more comfortable with allowing yourself that and eating when you're hungry and eating what feels good and what sounds good, but obviously still focusing on, you know, health and what makes your body feel good, um, you can get to a point where it's easy to have untracked days and you can like loosen the reins um, in terms of tracking. So just know that macro tracking is really meant to be um, the means to an end and get you to a goal, whether it is a dieting phase or reverse dieting to help, you know, with metabolism and um, biofeedback, or maybe it's bulking because you want to add muscle. So you've got to be a little more strategic and you do need to track while you're in a surplus so that you can make sure you're getting adequate protein in and, and things like that. But just know that you don't have to do it, um, you know, till you die, <laughs> that it's something that um, should really be used, you know, to teach you about the fundamentals of nutrition. Um, and again, like I said, portion sizes, that way when you're eating out, you know what an appropriate, you know, you know, looking at a piece of chicken at a restaurant that that's more than four ounces, um, things like that. And the last one um it kind of segues into other things too, but this was uh, really big for me when I was counting because um, when I used to manage a bank, I was in competition prep a lot and of course tracking macros and I packed my own lunch every day and I was very, um, you know, when we went out and ate, I either would take my food with me if I was in prep or, you know, I ordered appropriately for my goals. And so I did get a lot of flack and people, um, I don't want to say would make fun of me, but that I would get teased a lot by other managers and coworkers and things just because of the food choices I made. Um, but just know when you're working on yourself, you're always going to make someone else uncomfortable. And 
it's not you, it's them. It's because you're doing something that either they can't do or choose not to do. So you're basically a reflection of what they're not. And so, um, again, that ties into macro tracking, but it ties into so many other things. But just know that whenever you um, are dieting and working on yourself and tracking macros, you're probably going to get comments from friends or family or you can't eat this or you can't eat that or um, why are you eating that and, you know, live a little and all of these different things. And so um, just know you're doing nothing wrong. And when you're working on yourself, again, it makes other people uncomfortable. Um, and you're going to have people like that that'll throw shade. And again, it's not you, it's them. And then you're going to have people that will rally around you and support you and think this is cool as hell. Like I want to do that. And you're inspiring. And so um, just know that you're going to have people on both sides of the fence. You do you and don't worry about what they think. If you're doing what makes you feel good and makes you happy, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, so I did want to leave off on that one just because um, I know we're getting to a time of the year where um, people are ramping up thinking, you know, January's coming. I'm going to be full force into dieting and things like that. And so um, just so everybody's prepared with those thoughts and things. But uh, I hope those were helpful. Again, I know some of them were a little more um, strategic in, th- in terms of things like, you know, what you can do with tracking macros where other are, um, were kind of like mindset things. Um, but I think, you know, those were all things that I wish I knew when I started tracking five years ago or however long. Um, so again, hopefully those were helpful and, uh, don't forget the shred opens for enrollment this Friday, 8am, set your reminders on your phones, your calendars, whatever. Um, of course I'll have emails going out and things posted on social media, Um, but remember we're going to be doing giveaways for the first three days that it's open so that it encourages you guys to sign up early because it really helps me. Um, if you sign up early because we've got holidays coming and again, there's only one of me and there's hundreds of you guys. So I want to make sure that everybody gets their plans on time. And so, yeah, I'm going to incentivize, um, three people each day, the first three days that it's open. So that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week and I will talk to you in next week's episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.